Hello, I'm Pastor Draper of Maranatha Bible Church. And in light of the recent virus from China and looking at the devastating impact, displaced, despondent, in pain, in confusion, not knowing where to go, I want to preach a message entitled, Starting Over. This is a special message that you really don't want to miss. Because the reality of life is that sooner or later, all of us have to start over. After the death of a loved one, uh, not passing a course, a failed marriage, a bad decision, on and on it goes. Life will put us in position where we will have to start over. I will be preaching from Genesis chapter 7 and 8. Lessons and insights from the life of Noah. God told Noah to bring in the animals. Noah received the animals as they obediently came to Noah and entered the ark. Genesis 7, 7 through 9 says, And Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood, pairs of clean and unclean animals of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah. Look at them coming to Noah. Can you see them? And entered the ark. Just look, as God had commanded Noah. Look at that elephant looking at Noah. That big old all them tough. Look at Noah. Then walk on it all. Here come that giraffe, that long necked creature. Look at Noah and walk upon it. Nobody fuss. Nobody buck. If there was a lion, he didn't even growl. It was a rhino, he didn't hit. That's right. They just obediently, humbly, they came to Noah and entered that ark. You, you humans wouldn't have done that. Matter of fact, they didn't. After 120 years of preaching, it's going to rain. They didn't. I ain't going. You crazy. I've never seen rain before, but you're out of your mind. Go, you need to go see a quack doctor or something. The animals had more sense than the people. I ain't taking the vaccine. I'll get the shakes. I ain't going to do this. I ain't gonna, I'm, not, I'm not promoting vaccines. You do what you I, I'm not going to be a doctor. <laughs> but you, you better hear God. I'll tell you that much. You'll be all right. No, 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 nobody put up a fuss with Noah. No, none of the animals. They didn't, they didn't squawk. The rooster didn't peck. That, you know, you got some, you got some roosters that are spurious. I know one I didn't got a, had a, had a rooster and that rooster, everybody was scared of that rooster. That rooster jumped on the back, jumped everybody. Everybody was scared. Of, he had to get rid of that rooster. That, that, you know, the, the rooster wouldn't even spur Noah. I'm so glad they went on board because we needed some fried chicken. <laughs> they just went on board and obeyed. Obedience is worship. Look, when God shut the door, Noah obediently did not attempt 
to open that door until God instructed him to do so. Because Genesis 7, 16b says, and the Lord shut him in. Now, when the Lord shut you in, you shut in. And, God, and you know, the word says over in Revelation, what I shut, no man can open. <laughs> no man can open. You know, when I shut something, when that door was shut, it, 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 it was shut. It was shut. There is nowhere in the narrative where Noah even once tried to crack the door. He couldn't have cracked it if he tried. The storm was so catastrophic that Noah probably moved as far from that door as he possibly could with all that torrential rain and thunder and lightning. He, I mean, he, I could see him in my own imagination backing up from that door. You cracking that door? You know, some of y'all want to crack that door. I want to see what it looks like out there. And drown everybody on the ark. <laughs> we wouldn't be here today because of you. <laughs> Look, <laughs> obedience is worship. When God told him to come out of the ark, nor came out without delay. Without delay. Now, some folks say, you know, when it gets to January, I'm coming to church. Well, January is here. Where are you? <laughs> Beloved, to worship God is to obey him without hesitation and to obey him without procrastination. In Genesis chapter 8, verses 15 and 16 and verse 18, it says, Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. So Noah went out and his sons and his sons' wives with him. Obedience is worship. Let's go to number four. You cannot start over without asking for help from others and using all the resources God has made available to you. You cannot start over without asking for help from others and using all the resources God has made available to you. It was knowing his family with the help of Almighty God who built the ark. And there is no doubt that he used the animals as well to help him build it. Noah also used his family and the animal kingdom to start a new life, to populate, to repopulate the earth, to create new civilization, cities, businesses and governments. The scripture says in uh, Genesis 8, 7 through 8, then he sent out a raven. There's a resource he used there. He used what he had, raven, which kept going to and fro until the water had dried up from the earth. Verse 8, he, he also sent out from himself a dove. That's another resource. He goes from a raven to a dove to see if the water had receded from the face of the ground, resources available to him. Genesis 8.20 also says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal. Now, he wouldn't have clean animals had he not obeyed God in, 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 in the onset. And of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar, resources. Also be mindful, Noah and his sons could not repopulate the earth without their wives. Their wives was, was a resource to make babies, to repopulate the earth. Those wives didn't say, I don't want to have no babies. Don't touch me. 
I'm tired. I got a headache. They didn't say none of that. They had a whole lot of children. They, they, didn't, they didn't have this stuff to stimulate you either. Re- refuse to think you can go it alone without utilizing the resources God has placed around you to serve him and bless others. I can do this by myself. I got this. No, you don't got this. You need somebody. You need help. Humble yourself. Therefore, use everything God has made available to you. If not, you will struggle unnecessarily. I have no problem asking for help. My wife sometimes says, well, how do you fix your mouth to ask for that? I have no problem. My staff know I'm high maintenance. I, I, I ask for help. I ask for help. You know, I, I ask. I mean, I mean th- that's how I get where I am. I know I can't do it by myself. And I'll say, help! I have questions. Can you get this? Can you live with this? Oh, thank you so much. You're such a blessing. And I encourage you. If you're just tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast, Pastor Draper is in the midst of a series entitled Starting Over. You know, it's wise, too. Now, listen, it's really good when people can like you. Now, some folk don't want to be a blessing to you because they don't like you. They really don't. I mean, you walk around with your mouth poked out, won't have talk, won't speak. And then when you ask for help, people say, huh. You got to be likable. You got to be likable. You got to smile. You have to have good disposition. You have to have manners. You have to be courteous. You have to be loving and gentle. You have to have power under control. And then leadership is so much easier when people like you. When they like you. Do folk like you? You ask yourself sometimes, why am I so unlikable? Why a person call me one time and don't call me anymore? Number five, I move on. Got quiet. Starting over means you must press on. Accept the things you cannot change. And ask the Lord to help you pick up the broken pieces of your life and move forward. Again, starting over means you must, what? Press on. Accept the things you cannot change and ask the Lord to help you to pick up the broken pieces of your life and move forward. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I believe one of the hardest things about starting over is the inability to let go of all the unexpected challenges of the previous year. 2020 is gone, y'all. It's it's not coming back. And some of y'all say, well, I can't wait to get to 2021. I can't wait to get to 2021. You must know something I don't know. Well, we're in 2021. But some of you, you in 2021... And you still huffing and puffing and pouting over 2020. Over changes in employment status. 
over transitions you had to make in 2020, financial difficulties in 2020, suffering in 2020, stress in 2020, sickness in 2020, death of precious loved ones in 2020. Starting over means you must cry out to Christ and trust him to give you the resilience to press on and move forward. Continuing to lick the wounds of last year and throwing yourself an endless pity party will only keep you in depression and a rut. The scripture says in Psalms 34, 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Beloved, the mere fact that we are in this new year means that we have been delivered from the calamities of last year into the dawning of a brand new year. We are all in this together. You are not alone. Starting over means that life goes on regardless of what happened in 2020. My mother died in 2020. I have cousins that died in 2020. I have dear friends that that's no longer with me in 2020. And you got the same stories and businesses and and all kind and health and all kinds of things. Uh, but but you got to understand that's a reality of life. We can't keep licking our wounds. We need to thank God that He brought us through. If but by the grace of God, it would have been us left back in 2020. And press on. Number six, many fear starting over because they love what is familiar and refuse to let go. They love what is familiar and refuse to let go, preferring to be comfortable with the way things used to be and not wanting to move on. Again, many fear starting over because they love what is familiar, refuse to let go of the familiar, preferring to be comfortable with the way things used to be and not wanting to move on. But the reality is, like Noah, we must resolve within ourselves that life will never be the same again. The good old days when you sat on the porch and ate cantaloupe and watermelon and shared salt and food and all these kinds and flour, those days are gone. They drive in their driveway, they let the garage down and you don't see them. There will be a new normal, even though we do not know what it is, which means we must trust God to help us to spiritually recalibrate our lives and move forward. We must spiritually ask the Lord to spiritually recalibrate our lives and move forward. This means you have to ask the Lord for a new plan. Ask the Lord for a new path. Ask the Lord for a fresh vision that he has for you right now. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Two more and I'm done. Listen, number seven, starting over means you must be a risk taker. You must be a risk taker. Exodus 14 Chapter 14, verses 14 through 16 says, the Lord will fight for you. I can get happy right there. I had some battles against me and I saw the Lord fight for me. And you shall hold your peace. Every battle is not for you to fight. Some of you fighting battles that the Lord hadn't authorized you to fight. Verse 15, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me, Moses? Hush that whining. 
Do what I tell you to do. Tell the children to go forward. Go where? Through the water. What? Verse 16. But lift up your rod. Stretch out your hand over the sea, Moses, and divide it. All that water? Yeah. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Now, let me tell you something. It took faith for the children of Israel to believe God that God would hold all that water back until every one of them completely crossed over without losing anyone. While Pharaoh's entire army pursued after Israel and drowned. If the truth be told, many often fail because you're too safe. I don't want to do this. This might happen. Won't start a business. It might fail. I, I, don't, I don't want to do this because that might happen. It's, it's just negativity, 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 doubt, doubt, doubt. Too, too safe. You can fail being too safe. Some of you are not risk. Now, I ain't say be wild and crazy in your risk. I'm talking about risk that the Holy Ghost leads you into. It takes faith to be a risk taker, especially in a current current COVID-19 climate. Be mindful that it takes faith to go to work or to go to school, believe in God to protect you from the virus. It takes faith to travel for work, even out of town, trusting God to protect you from a virus. It takes faith to make a career change in the midst of a virus. It takes faith to make a major purchase in the midst of a virus. It takes faith for pastors to open their churches for in-person worship in the midst of a virus. It takes faith to come to church and worship God in his house in spirit and in truth in the midst of a virus. It takes faith to give your tithes in the midst of a virus to the Lord. It takes faith to give to those who are in need in the midst of a virus. It takes faith to go to the doctor for your own personal health care in the midst of a virus. Some of you are scared to go because you're scared if I go, I'm going to catch something and you die because you're scared to walk in the doors of the medical facilities. It takes faith to believe that God will heal you should you test positive for COVID. Takes faith. It takes faith to get the COVID vaccine. Takes faith. Some folks say, I ain't taking it. Then they get a lung transplant. Then people say, well, why didn't you take it? You see, you can't please folk. Beloved, the same faith that you possess to go to the grocery store should be demonstrated in every other area of your life. Just the other day, I attempted to go to H-E-B in my area. When I got in the parking lot, I got dizzy. So many people. Pharmacy line was eternal. Eternal. The parking spaces all the way to to the access road or the freeway was infinity. It was infinitude. And I told my wife, I don't understand. I said, this is about this got to be, I said, with all this, no, no space, no baskets, no, in. I said, all these folk in H-E-B, there's got to be a thousand folk in there. And you can't tell me at least one of them don't have a virus. 
It's probably more than one. It's probably 15 of them. Please keep your mask on in H-E-B. You go, and then you don't go in there for five minutes. You're in the hour touching this, touching that. You're touching the basket. You touch the apple that 50 folk have touched and take it home. You go to the gas station. You know, I, do, I go to the gas station. I take my gloves. I put my gloves on. One, two. I want to make sure every finger. Mm. I take this. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Then I grab the handle, then put it in there, take it out, close it out, then mm, take each one of them off, trash can, trash can. Now, some of y'all scared to come to church. And you don't even use gloves on the pump. That's nasty. That's nasty. You go to, you don't go to HEB for five minutes. Don't tell me that. Don't you ain't not you're not in Walmart for five minutes. Matter of fact, they move that stuff around so you can stay in there longer than five minutes. <laughs> come to church. Oh, I can't come to church. I don't feel safe. And God looks at you and says, Oh, ye of little faith. Got to be risk takers. Finally, but not the least, you cannot have a great year unless you enjoy your freedom in Christ. You cannot have a great year unless you enjoy your freedom in Christ. If you allow anger and bitterness and unforgiveness and worry, if you allow fear and selfishness, a controlling spirit, negativity, or besetting sins dominate your life, I could have called many more, time won't permit. If you allow these elements to dominate your life, you will live in bondage and be held captive, which will prevent you from experiencing freedom in Christ. Therefore, if you are in bondage, you need to trust the Lord for a breakthrough and ask him to restore your freedom in Christ. John 8, 36 says, if the son, the Lord Jesus Christ makes you free, you will be free indeed. God did not bring you into this year to be bound by alcohol, to be bound by tobacco, to be bound by gambling, to be bound by gossip. He didn't didn't bring you into this year to be bound by drugs, to be bound by sexual immorality. He didn't bring you into this year to be bound by pride, to be held captive to a judgmental spirit. Beloved, write every word of this down. You must choose to live in freedom. Freedom is a choice. Accept the Lord today as your personal savior who alone has the power to deliver you from the bondage and power of sin. And he alone has the power to enable you to live in victory in this brand new year 
to the glory of almighty God. If the son makes you free, you are free indeed. And all God's children said, amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message. Father, this is just part one. That's so much more I could say. And I pray you let me see next Sunday so I can give them part two and following Sunday, part three. So that we can have the best year ever. Father, I pray that you would convict those who are looking by live stream. Help them not to get mad at the truth, but allow themselves to fall under conviction by the Holy Spirit's power. We thank you for these who are here the first Sunday of the year. Thank you for children and young adults that are here. It is our prayer, O oh God, that this message would marinate in the hearts of your people. That as we start over in a brand new year, you will help us. You will guide us. You will show us. You will strengthen us. We need not worry nor fret when you are in the plan. Father, for that person, that boy, that child, that mother, that father, that single, that divorcee, that widow, that widower, that does not know you, it is our prayer that they would be saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, help us not to bring the same old baggage in a brand new year. Strip us, Lord. Strip us, Lord. Help us to guard our tongue. Watch what we see with our eyes and our ears. Help us to be free. Break captivity so that we can soar like eagles. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said. You here today? It's time for you to rise up and take a stand for Jesus. You're not an accident. God brought you. Oh, yeah. All you, you, you see you, you, you see you, you know, you see y'all, y'all, you, you see y'all, every one of y'all. You, you know accident. God knew before the foundation of this world that you'd be here because he wanted you to hear this message because he expects more out of you this year. He wants you to yield yourself to him. You need to get in a good Bible teaching church where you can grow into his likeness. As Pastor Rander concludes this message, let us commit ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit as given to us in the Word of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let us commit ourselves to giving our best service to God in all that we do. For when we give God's way, as His Word tells us, we will receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching, Please join Pastor Rander at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.